How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. Uh, for those of you that are new to the show, my name is Jesse Williams. Uh, this is Racing on the Rocks, and today I had a really cool opportunity. Um, I got a chance to interview uh, Stephen Rogers of Rogers Racing. Um, Stephen drives not only a UTV, but he's also in the Bouncer League. Um, he drives the Bouncer brand new this year, unloyal, bright orange, um, really cool looking rig. Um, he'll be out at Dirty Turtle uh, this last weekend. By the time this airs, Dirty Turtle have already been uh, going on. Um, but he also races in the UTV in the Homewrecker buggy. Um, this this young man is very, very kind. He's a, he's a, he's a gentleman. And he knows what he's talking about. He's been riding for a really long time, and uh, I have nothing but respect and hope the best for him this race season. Uh, so without further ado, I do have some bills to pay. Uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to Infinite Off-Road. Infinite Off-Road is a small business owned by a good friend of mine, Mike. Um, I can personally attest to the customer service that Mike and his team offer. Um, Mike is one of those guys that will just respond when whenever you need him to. Uh, he always follows up. He's a man of his word. Uh, I really, really, really like doing business with him. Um, but specifically today, I want to talk about the Rocklight kits. Um, the color change kit that they offer is unmatched in the market. Uh, with a plug-and-play design, Infinite Off-Road offers the toughest and best value Rocklight kit on the market. They own the industry's first red, green, blue, and white light kit. And that kit includes a pure white emitter in every single light. Controlled by Bluetooth or a handheld remote, Infinite Off-Road will keep your full-size or side-by-side -side rig riding deep into the darkest nights. All right, everybody. Like I said, Stephen Rogers is on the show today, and uh, I think you're really going to like it. So let's go. Get a drink and gather around. Let's talk drivers. Let's talk rigs. Let's talk skill. You've got the best of the best in the off-road racing world. Have a seat at the table with us, and let's talk about racing on the rocks. So, Stephen, how you doing? Good. How are you, Jesse? I'm doing really good. It's uh, it's really a good chance to get to talk to you. Um, you have actually been one of the people I've had my eye on for some time now, um, just because, you know, we'll, we'll get into it later. But you have some of the most interesting rigs uh, out there, and <laughs> I'm extremely biased because um, I'm from Tennessee and. Uh, bright orange just so happens to be my favorite color. Totally unrelated to UT, but. Uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll just we'll just say it all goes together. But uh, let, let's get started with you. Um, where are you from? Where's your team based out of? Um, it's a small town just north of Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's Dunlap, Tennessee. Okay. It's actually where they used to do the re We Rock racing in Dayton, Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I actually have I have relatives out in Chattanooga, so um, I'm pretty familiar with that area. Uh, how close are you guys to Adventure Off Road Park? Uh, 30 minutes, 25, 30 minutes. Man, that's, uh, that must be nice to have something that close. Yes. But, uh, so tell us a little bit more about you. Um, you know, what do you do, uh, during the day? What are you up to? You know, what, what do you have going on in life right now? On well, Monday through Friday, I normally go to school. I'm a junior, 11th grade. Um, besides that, whenever I get home, it depends if something's broke on any of the machines. I normally try to work to fix on those. But if not, just basic race prep, bulk check, wash them, load it up. And normally if I'm not doing that, I normally watch videos. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, 
So uh, let's go ahead and just dive into it. How did you get started in off-roading in general? Well, my dad, where we live, there's just a bunch of land and mountains all around us. So we used to ride like old cab trucks and Uh four-wheelers a long time ago. And then whenever the first UTVs came out, like the Rhino 700, I forget what it's called, but we had one of those and then the Razors came out. So we bought a 2014 900 XP Razor, and we had it for probably for about three years. And then uh, I went to my first ever race at AOP. It was the 50K, the first 50K Bounty Hill race, and I knew then that I wanted to race them. Yeah. So I worked all summer to put a cage on the 900 and to take over the payments from my dad. And then uh, I started racing that fall for a straight up side by side series so was that 900 it was just other than you know you know just the cage did you guys do anything else to that to get it race ready no sir it uh it had harnesses a cage and window nets is all it was other than that it was bone stock that's awesome so i actually started um building big jeeps and got into that whole arena and i, I decided i started wanting to go fast and uh, once you get the go fast bug it's it's pretty hard to kill that so um, I, my first rig was actually uh, a 900 XP. I had a couple buddies that had them and, uh, the 1000s were out, but I was dead set on getting a 900 XP and, um, that machine, it, it's, it's, it's pretty dang unbeatable. I feel like yes, they're, they're incredible for what they can do for just being a 900. Yeah. I, uh, I know there's a couple guys who actually raced in the, uh, the pro rock series. Uh, I know he's actually a friend of mine. I went to high school with him. Will Bell. He actually runs a 900 motor in his chassis right now, and, you know, it, he seems to do fairly well. Mm-hmm. I'm real good friends with Will. I actually, over the winter, we went up there and rode at their uh, land in Woodbury. Yeah. We went up there and rode with them and Will, and I've been friends with Will probably for about a year, year and a half. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Will Will and the guys out in Woodbury are, are just the salt of the earth. They're just super guys. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll talk about a little bit more about riding here in just a few minutes. Um Tell me, so you had the 900 XP, you put a cage on it, uh, you know, you raced it that first season. What was it like whenever you, you know, just started racing? You know, what are the things you were thinking? Uh, you know, what goes through your mind as, how old were you at the time when you started racing? Let me say that. 13. First. 13. I was 13. Okay. So first off, you've got a lot more courage than most adult men at 13 <laughs> to get in there and race with, with everybody else. Uh, you're 13 and you're sitting at the bottom of a trail, you know, and, and everyone's watching you and you're about to go up. Like, what goes through your mind? Well, for the first one, I was terrified. I believe I it. actually got in my razor and suited up. I was towards the back of the line, as yeah. I remember. I actually went right behind, right behind Tim Cameron, which was nice. like a lot to <laughs> go up to. Yeah. Um, but I was towards the back of the line. I remember the first person went, and I was like 25th, and I went ahead and got in and suited up and sat in there the entire time <laughs> for the race. I was so I was so nervous yeah. to walk around. Oh, my gosh. That's um, awesome. I remember going around the course. I felt like I was going super fast, but really, it was more slow Yeah. because it was the first time I'd ever raced yeah, and helmet and everything on. That's uh so so would you say that the the biggest impact uh, on performance for you, uh, you know, is is just the fact that a little bit more seat time with the helmet, the gear, and everything on would have would have helped your performance. Yes, yes, I do. Um, 
that also we put the cage on in Stony Lonesome's parking lot. <laughs> so we really didn't know anything that was going to happen with it. So yeah. it was kind of all just winging it. Yeah. But it turned out really well. Wow. Wow. For the first that's, race. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, that's a that's a pretty bold uh, a bold strategy, if I can say. So you said it went pretty well for the first race. Did you end up placing or anything like that, or was the goal just to finish? Um, my first, uh, I just raced for straight up then. Mm-hmm. That was the it was 2016. So I raced the rest of the straight up races, and they had one at AOP, one at Pump Jack, and then one at Flat Nasty. And the goal was just to finish. Yeah. But I ended up getting fourth at Pump Jack, and I think that was the best I'd done for my first half season. And that's in a full body 900 XP. Yes, sir. That's pretty amazing. That's really amazing. I know a lot of guys that wouldn't be able to finish that in a built buggy, but. Uh, so moving on, after the 900 XP, uh, what rig did you have? Uh, I raced the 900 for the rest of the 2016 and half of 2017, and then for Race to Riches, we actually took my dad's Highlifter 1000 and put a cage on it and ECU and axles and stuff. Yeah. And I raced it for Race to Riches that year. So going from the, for, you know, I have a lot of guys out there who are listening who are in 900 XPs and they're like, you know, I always see the bashing of like. Oh, my 900 XP will outlast your 1,000. It's, you know, blah, 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 blah. Going from 900 XP to 1,000, what do you think? Well, for some reason, I had really good luck with a front differential on a 900 XP. Mm-hmm. And when now we left it bone stock, no weld, no nothing. And it lasted, I think I, I think I raced it for like seven months before I actually had to take apart the front diff without one ratchet out of it. That's unheard and of. The, yes, sir. And the first... The race to riches, the second hill, I had DC stuff in it, and it ratcheted, and it never really broke, but it just, all, the front diff on a 1000 always ratchets. Yeah. But other than that, um, just the difference in axle size and all the different sizes, it's like the 1000 to a turbo, they went even larger yeah. with sizes of stuff, so it's it's different working on them and different judging how much, like, the S's are 72 inches wide, which is got to be insane to drive. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, you know, it makes me think, like, uh, the parks get wider and wider, you know. <laughs> All the parks that were, you know, wide enough for a four-wheeler are now <clears throat> are now wide enough for a thousand, and I think that we'll see the slow progression of, of parks just getting more and more widened out and rutted out <clears throat> by the 72 inches. <clears throat> so, you raced that 1,000. How long did you end up racing that for? Uh, just the end of the year there, we raced, raced to Richie's, um, I went back on my 900 mm-hmm. for the four wide knockout championship mm-hmm. for, uh, pro rock. And then I raced it at 30 turtles blue bash okay. and that was all I raced of it. Yeah. So how did, how did you end up and that, that finished your 2017 season? Is that correct? Yes. So how'd you end up finishing in the 2017 series? It wasn't, we didn't run SRS, but that year we started out as straight up side-by-side series being our main series, Yeah. and I was sitting in third for points uh-huh. in the 900 class until the series got shut down, so we didn't get to finish it out with a championship, but I was sitting in third, Yeah. and I finished fifth in the world championship knockout in the 900 also, Yeah. and we didn't run any points that year. So that was that was what we had going. Yeah, I, I remember seeing. Uh, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I remember seeing you guys do the knockout racing uh, a couple of different times. But uh, yes, sir, it's really fun. Yeah, I you know it's one of those things that I'm a, I'm I'm all about getting on a course by myself. But it adds a whole new layer of fun, competition, and stress when you're out there with a bunch of people all at the same time. 
Uh, I agree. I think that this year the Pro Rock Survival Racing that they're going to be going, um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to add a whole new element to the Southeast Racing and, uh, <laughs> you know, between you and I and everybody else listening, uh, I think there might be a time and place where I try and give it a shot. Uh, if not this year, maybe next. Yes, sir. I raced it last year at Windrock, and it was a ball. It was yeah. absolutely fun. It was different than anything we've ever done. Just with the timed hill climbing or knockout racing, mm-hmm. it added a whole new level to strategy. So at, at Windrock, you know, they did a survival race, but it it wasn't a, a very long course, was it? No, I think our lap times were all around seventeen minutes. Okay, okay. And I know that this year, uh, I think the amateurs they're shooting for. Uh, two hours on the course, and then the the, the pro league is going to be, I think, anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half. Um, could be wrong on that. Um, but before we get to that, uh, so, you, you know, you finish with the 1,000. Um, you mentioned, actually, that the straight-up side-by-side series got canceled and, and stopped, you know, uh, running series. Well, do you know what happened? Uh, they had an incident at Stony Lonesome oh, earlier okay. in that season, and it caused. We actually finished another race at Dirty Turtle, yeah. which I podiumed in, which put me on the top three for yeah. the season. Yeah. And then we didn't get to have our last race at Harlan. Yeah, I understand. I actually, I, I, I'd forgotten that would happen. So you know, uh, to, to all those that were involved in that, you know, our, our thoughts are our thoughts are with you. Um, but uh, so you have the one thousand. Do you immediately move to the buggy you've got now? Yes. Uh, Homewrecker was built that winter of 2017 and finished in January of 2018. Ooh, that's um, quick. Yes, sir. We know we normally start all of our builds in November, and they normally get done by January. Man. So, now, you know, uh, the, the crew that you guys have supporting you, you know, excuse me, you mentioned your family, your dad, uh, your dad helping you out build these things. Uh, you know, did you guys have someone build the chassis for Homewrecker? Uh-huh. Jimmy Smith Motorsports, Jimmy and Tommy, they built, um, they built Homewrecker and Unloyal. Um, Homewrecker was the first single-seat race razor buggy that he had done. We, uh, we had him do custom shocks, the, the Radflow custom bouncer shocks on a razor. Yeah. And a bunch of other things that he had never done before in a razor. Mm-hmm. So it was a learning experience for both of us. So I'm looking at a picture of Homewrecker right now. I'm actually, I've got your Instagram pulled up. Um, you know, the first thing you notice, obviously, is that the, the Jimmy Smith razor buggies, they, they have the same, like, not in a negative way, they have the same design. And it's very, it's a very iconic look with the, it's like, <laughs> it looks so futuristic, honestly. It looks like you're riding in a spaceship. Um, but the first thing you notice after that is those shocks and those springs, um, you know, coming from a 1000 full body, how does that suspension ride? How does it feel? Uh, talk a little bit about that if you don't mind. Um, well, it took us a minute to get them because they are uh, a lot bigger than razor shocks, Mm -hmm. but you still have to put them at stock razor geometry to get axles to work with them. So after we got the spring weights and everything dialed in, after the first race, by the second race, we had them pretty well dialed in, and it could take, like, way more of a load than the 1,000. You hit something with the stock 1,000 Walker Evan shocks, uh-huh. just like a foot lip up, and it would throw the front end up in the air, and then the back end would follow. With Homewrecker, you could hit it going, like, 20, you hit it slow, 20 miles an hour, and it still barely pop up, or 50, and it just glide right over it. So, so it, it was a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like it. Would you say that that's the, you know, for someone who has a full body 
and they and they want a better ride out of their rig. Is that something that you would recommend to people? Mm -hmm. I mean, can can anybody go put this on their razor and figure out a situation to make it fit with the geometry? Yes, I think you can with the stock one. I know Radflow and King. I'm not sure if I know Fox already makes the stock razor shocks, mm -hmm. but Radflow and King do make razor shocks with piggyback reservoirs that go that are meant to bolt on. Mm -hmm. But all you gotta do is have limit straps, and you can run the bigger shocks on your stock razor. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Um, well, well, continuing on, uh, I also see that you've got. It looks like some Pro Armor Crawler XGs, and those bad boys are cut to pieces. Uh, now, now, obviously, those when, whenever you cut a tire, um, you take the original pad and you actually take lugs out of it. Uh, and the benefit of that is to have a little bit more space. So, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong at any point, um, it cleans some of that mud out, and it'll also give you a little bit more traction in the loose material, right? That's exactly why we cut the, uh, those to make sure they dig better on the Windrock Hills. Is what exactly is. Probably cut them. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, they look uh, they look nasty. They're just some sharp looking uh, sharp looking tires. Um, now, what kind of tire wheel combo do you guys run now, or plan on running this race season? Um, I bought some 32 inch black waters. I really like 32s. Mm -hmm. I had to run my friend Zach Leiter's razor buggy. He had 30s on it mm -hmm. in the middle of the season last year, and I think I popped two of the tires because I just I'm so used to having the <laughs> 32s and being able to go over everything yeah and with the 30s it was a whole different experience yeah but we're running 32 inch black waters and 32 inch rock chains for a backup with 32 inch journeys as our alternate yeah but i'll i run all raceline wheels with them big lock wheels gotcha so uh you know between all those tires uh i know they're they're all a little different um, which one would you say, and you know, for those who don't know, the Blackwaters are, that's an IP, ITP tire, correct? Mm -hmm. I've never seen those in person and really got a chance to grip on them. Um, it, are they more of a, like a, like an open terrain or mud terrain, more geared towards just the loose dirt? They kind of feel like that. They're, they're really spaced out on the lugs, mm -hmm. but they're not as spaced out as a cut, as the cut crawler tires or just a general like cut out tire to where it just does nothing but grip and mm -hmm. grab. It still grabs on rocks and it, they're really soft tread. Okay, okay. I definitely want to check those out at some time. And if somebody from ITP is listening and would like to sponsor the show, hit me up. <laughs> uh, so the Roctanes, everybody knows Roctanes. Those are just the biggest, the biggest, deepest, widest lugs and the heaviest tires that God's ever made. Um, but they, uh, they're used all the time because they work. Uh, and, and what was the third set you said you had? The Journey? Um, they're 32-inch Journeys. They're the um, copy of a Blackwater tread pattern, but all things UTV makes them. Okay, that's awesome. That's absolutely awesome. Um, so, just jumping up to your Instagram here. Um, you started racing the buggy. How did it go? What were your thoughts when you got in the buggy? Did you have any issues out of it? The first race was uh, uh, AOP Pro UTV last year, mm -hmm. and it was that slick, nasty uh, one-shot hill that took us actually all day and half of Sunday to run on yeah. to get through all the bouncers and the razors. Yeah. And it was pouring rain, and I really hadn't drove it, but on the trailer and off the trailer, mm -hmm. we uh, I got to the very top of the hill, and the front, it was a, just a stock diff. Everything else was built with RCVs and everything at the time, and the, just a poor stock diff. Because we didn't have time to get to that before yeah. the first race. Yeah. 
and I got to the very top over the last ledge, and it jumped up in the air, and it broke the diff, and I was unable to get off the top. Ooh, and because I know I actually watched that race, and uh, there was some serious breakage. That hill was no joke. Uh, yeah, it's a nasty one. It's really bad on parts. Yeah. Uh, now, Wesley Gatlin actually ended up winning that race. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, okay. sir. I believe so. Yeah, because I remember watching, and that was uh, he's he's got a he's got a sharp buggy as well. It's very mm-hmm. simple, very clean. Um, but but going on back to you, um, busted knuckle off road park. You had a big climb there. Um, you got some cool shots from that. Um, for those who haven't been to busted knuckle, um, you know it. it if I'm not mistaken, is it still in existence or, or no? Um, no, Matt and them sold it, but it was my favorite park. It was only it's only about 45, 50 minutes away, mm-hmm. and it was my favorite park to go to. What made it so good? I I went there for RBD. My first SRS race was there. I've been I'm, when I first got my trail bouncer back in the summer. I took it there right away. It's just it had dirt hills, long dirt hills. It had a ton of playgrounds. And if you wanted to hit rocks, they had Slick Rock Falls, which you could play on and beat down on all day if you wanted to. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, jump to this year, and uh, I did see that you uh, you came out to Woodbury and you rode with those guys. What did you think of Woodbury? It's really cool. It's one of my favorite places. It's private land to ride, probably my most favorite. It was raining and wet, and they said that's how it always is. Mm -hmm. So, most of it was muddy comms which made it a lot more fun yeah, and absolutely. harder to calm absolutely so let me ask you this uh you know i've been out there and, and woodbury is just a lot of long steep hills mm-hmm. uh yes. very loose dirt and, and by, the, by the looks of it uh, i think you went out there when it was it was fall season so it was just leaves on top of the ground too mm-hmm. um for, for those listening you know what is the trick to getting up a hill when it's just loose dirt it's leaves and, and, you know, some of those hills that they have out there, they've got turns halfway up and turns right at the top. And, you know, from a driver's perspective on skill, how do you how do you drive that? Normally, you want to try to hit something with momentum. Mm-hmm. Momentum always works when it's loose and especially when it's muddy and slick with leaves. Mm-hmm. So momentum is always a good key. But when it has a turn in it, like some of them, a good thing to do is to not let out when you turn. So kind of plan for it when you're at the bottom mm-hmm. and make sure you, you kind of land where you need to be when you get up there to the turn mm-hmm. and just keep a consistent, not really stabbing, but a consistent throttle out. And I think that's probably the best way to climb a loose, yeah. muddy hill. So what was what would you say, you know, after you've had your race experience, uh, what was the scariest hill you've ever climbed? Um, uh, I don't really know about scariest hill. I've Fable Hill at Bikini Bottoms for the championship. Yeah. At the end of this year for SRS. Yeah. That was probably the scariest of flipping down. Yeah. Because of it being solid concrete. Sure. No, I, I think only Dan flipped down it at the bottom, but he was at the bottom, so it wasn't that bad. But that was probably the worst. I did flip at the one at Windrock, and it hurt me, but. Other than that, I don't think it, no hills ever really scared me by looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I say scared, I mean, you know, sometimes uh, when we go out trail riding, we'll find a hill and you'll sit at the bottom yeah. of it and you kind of you kind of think about it. You're like, man, mm-hmm. why am I doing Better this? Better not do that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but sometimes and somehow you always end up hitting it. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, so 
you know, talk about Fable Hill. Talk about the championships last year because um, I personally wasn't there and I got to actually watch them all on the live stream. Um, they had a series of what looked like really steep, loose dirt, and then they had Fable Hill. And for those who don't know, um, Fable Hill is a, uh, and correct me again if I'm wrong, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a man-made replicant of Cable Hill at Grey Rock. And they, had, they brought in, uh, I don't know if it's engineers or I'm, I'm at the loss for words, like a surveyor, and they, uh, they totally replicated it, and it looks nasty. It was rough. It was definitely rough being on the concrete mm -hmm. and smacking against the concrete walls. It just—they don't forgive it all. Yeah, yeah. Um, how was how was those the big dirt hills on there? There, it's like it's. I can't. I don't really know if it's sand or if it's just like dust that settled down. But when you stand in some of that dirt at the bottom of those hills or on the side of those hills, your foot just sinks through it at all even when it's dry and not muddy your foot just sinks to the bottom of it so the, like a lot of it was like momentum and just kind of landing up there and not being too happy because we are we aren't really timed on those all you gotta do is climb them to mm -hmm. advance right once you get on like on up into the number of hills after the first one all you have to do is climb them so just keeping it like momentum up it and make sure you don't get stuck in the middle of it mm -hmm. and have to back up and that could possibly like wear down an item apart and break it yeah absolutely uh i know you know the worst thing i feel like is getting stuck right at the top of a hill and having to back back down uh, there's nothing worse than, and you know uh, i actually had a razor buggy and i know that whenever you look backwards uh it looks like your radiator is mounted right behind your head and um yes, that's, sir. The, that's the exact way mine was um you can't see anything nope <laughs> so you know you're you're looking off to the side i'm sure and you're just like hoping that someone's telling you the right way to go um, my plan was to put side mirrors on the razor buggy and the bouncer but i figured they'd probably get broke off yeah so i, I haven't so. committed to doing that yet but it's definitely really hard to see when you're like in that helmet hans and everything and you mm -hmm. can't turn your head that much mm -hmm. yeah i would imagine so um but but just continuing on uh you know you said you were at the the championships last year uh where did you place at the championships um i won the bounty series race uh that last race yeah which was the fifth one yeah for our se season and that i won that one that's amazing. and i got third overall in the championship yeah i'm actually bounty. i'm actually looking on you on um, southern rock racing's instagram and uh, there's a there's a good picture of you up there, and uh, you you got a first place and a third place for the day, so uh, that's pretty cool. Um, we're just looking around, so uh, you know where where are these sand pits uh, of this famous video? You where are those at? Um, they're in Camden, Tennessee, which is like five miles away from Paris, Tennessee, mm -hmm. where ORB is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's where they are. They're just down a gravel road. You just Duck off the highway down a gravel road, kind of like Woodbury, and uh -huh. then you're there. So I, I've never been there, but if anyone hasn't seen it yet, um, it's Mad Ram has it. Uh, I feel like it's all over Instagram. A lot of the UTV pages had it for a really long time, um, and if not, Rogers Dot Racing. Um, that's Steven's page. Uh, he's he's got the video of it, but um, it's basically you hitting a straight up wall. You know, how fast were you going? 
I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't really look down. During, <laughs> I'd say 40, 50. I would say yeah. You were definitely in the 40s. Uh, about 40 miles an hour. You hit this. Uh, you know, it's basically a sand ramp straight into a a, a, a wall, and uh, you shot probably. You know, uh, how 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 tall or how high in the air would you say you were? I'm not sure. We couldn't climb up to the ledge on our feet. We would sink down in the sand, and it was so straight up and down, we couldn't get up to the ledge by walking, so it was pretty high. Yeah, and, and the fact of the matter is, you hit the wall, and it ejected you backwards and spun you around. Mm-hmm. So, when you're in the air, and like, you know, very obviously, you feel it hit this, the, you know, the straight up wall, uh, when you start pushing back off the wall and turning around, what's going through your mind? Well, that one was a little different than anything I've done. I've, I've done the I've done a backflip actually back in May at Mine Made for Pro Rock, but a full backflip and landed it, but then stopped the gas and rolled over again. But that one, <laughs> that uh, one when I hit the wall, normally it like jerks you so hard you can't see nothing. Uh-huh. But I remember seeing because that's the parking lot of the place. Right. I remember seeing my truck and everyone that was there riding with us, and I could just see them all standing there, and then it smacked the ground. Man, and that's all I remember of it jerking down. It yeah. was just kind of a blur of sky. Did you? Uh, so when you smashed the ground, were you okay? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, awesome. the sand is really forgiving. Like it didn't hurt me at all. I was fine. That's amazing. Did the rig make it out okay? Yes, it did. It didn't harm a single thing. All we had to do was blow the sand out of the radiator. Fan. That's that's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Like I said, for those who haven't watched it, uh, it's on Instagram, YouTube. It's everywhere. Um, and it's, uh, it's definitely worth looking up cause it's, it's pretty insane. Um, and, uh, you know, especially you said you're 16, correct? Yes, sir. For being 16, man, you got, you got some stones. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but before we, before we move on, uh, I do want to, I do want to wrap up your, your UTV. Um, what's the plan for this year? What, uh, where are you guys going to be? Um, where can people come watch you race your UTV? Well, once again, we're going to be running all of the SRS Cup Series races. Mm-hmm. So all of those, um, we'll be running all of the SRS Bounty races once again, like we did last year. Mm-hmm. We're going to be running most, I think, every Pro Rock and Pro TV race besides Rush Anniversary Bash. And we will be at two of the Outlaw races, the Dirty Turtle and Hot Pride race. Okay. Uh, you're racing this weekend, right? Yes, sir. All right. Dirty, sir. Yep, that's, a, that's this weekend. That's really exciting. So uh, by the time this podcast goes up, um, you will have already completed the race. And mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, you know, whenever we post this, you can tell us you, uh, you got a podium spot and uh, mm-hmm. we, can, uh, we can help spread the good news. But uh, one more thing I wanted to ask actually was um, the buggy that it sits right now, um, you know, how it sits, is there anything that you'd like to change? Um, there's a thing in the front, like a lot of pe- a lot of builders do, and we didn't think about it when we built it and designed it, but the floorboard actually ramps up, mm-hmm. so it limits the amount of buggy that's actually on the ground when you hit like a, a like a ledge or something and it scrapes the ground. Mm-hmm. It only puts the center piece where the drive shaft is on the ground, Ooh. so it limits you getting stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wish we could have done that and thought about that, but other than that... I really have no complaints with it. It was it's a lot different than a regular razor with the shocks and all the steering and everything. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, not to gloss it over, but you raced last weekend in Texas, right? Yes, sir. How did that go for you on the UTV side? 
Um, pretty good. I'm pretty sure we got. I know I got seventh overall, mm-hmm. which wasn't that bad. I was hoping for a little better, but on the first course, I got overconfident and I tried to. I, the first like a little hump, I jumped all the rocks mm-hmm. and I landed and I just landed in the gas and I tried to jump the second pile of rocks. Yeah. And when I landed, I landed directly into a tree. <laughs> so I had to back up there, which cost me a few seconds. But the rest of the course went smoothly. Then on the second course, I got fourth, I think, overall, just on the second course. Uh-huh. When it was all just a one shot, it was pretty, a pretty good time on it. Well, good, man. Uh, so for those who don't know, that was the Central Rock Racing Series, and that was in Bridgeport, Texas. Um, so I did have a comment about that. Uh, you know, I tuned in to watch a little bit of that live stream, and uh, I was trying to think to myself, you know, <laughs> it, I always think that you guys should be hill climbing. Um, what do you guys feel or how do you feel when you pull up and the UTV course is, you know, from the camera, it looked like a, a flat short course with a couple of humps in there. You know, does that, does that sound better to you? Does that sound worse? Did you guys, do you like running that kind of track? Well, that's kind of why Cod does the bounty for more, like a full body. Sometimes a full body can outdo a buggy on some of the cup series yeah. courses. It just depends. But a lot of the times, Clyde always has a pretty good course in there. It's a pretty technical course, but it always has some kind of big hill, mm-hmm. like big main hill in it that centralizes everyone around. Mm-hmm. So that's normally what we have running. Texas is just kind of more like a rock garden, and it's just how fast we can get to the rocks and back to the finish line. Okay. Well, it has been for the past two years I've, I've went down there. Okay, all right. Um, well, that sounds good, man. Uh, you know, again, seventh place is awesome, and... Uh, I, you know, I hope that success in the UTV world uh, continues for you. But uh, next, we're gonna jump to uh, the big leagues. We're gonna jump to the bouncers. So um, Stephen's actually one of the, the the few people that races not only uh, UTVs uh, in the SRRS, but he also races the full size bouncers. Um, and this bouncer that you have is a basically more blown up version of Homewrecker. For those who've seen Homewrecker. Um, it's called Unloyal, and man, does it catch some eyes. Uh, did you guys build this this year? Uh, yes, sir. Over the winter, I think Jimmy, it took Jimmy about five weeks to build it. It took a week at powder, then it took him four days to put it back together. Ooh. So it was pretty good time. Yeah, absolutely. The fact he could throw together that chassis in such a short period of time, mm-hmm. that's just a testament to someone who knows what they're doing because, uh, you know, there's actually a, a video of you running the course in Texas on your Instagram. There's a YouTube link. And uh, I went and watched it. And just to see, you know, just the fabrication up on the front end is just amazing. And then you look at the pictures in the back end and how well everything is designed. It's truly a work of art more than, more than you know, anything else. I agree. So what works about the buggy? You know, how do you feel about it? Uh, t- talk to me a little bit about it. So far, I've only drove it. Two times, I took it to Jake Berkey to get the shocks tuned the mm-hmm. weekend before, mm-hmm. so two weeks ago, to make sure the shocks were dialed in for Texas. We got as much done as we could on them, but so the shocks are good. I feel like they're good. Just need me to go faster with it and get more used to it. Mm-hmm. I feel like the steering's good. Um, it don't feel outweighted or nothing, so it doesn't like like it didn't when it jumped up in the air. It didn't throw one side down mm-hmm. or the other side down. It all felt good. The only thing that I think that i will be able to want to change on it is tree kickers i wish i would have put tree kickers on it yeah yeah i do i do see that there's a there's a lot of open space between that back body panel and the, mm-hmm. and the tire 
Um, I probably will be adding those before the season's over if I clip too many trees at the back tire. <laughs> yeah, man, it's definitely something to, to look forward to. Uh, so I'm just looking at it, um, you know, before we get too far into it, actually. Uh, going from side-by-side to buggy, these are like driving two different animals, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about the differences and what it's like, uh, you know, because you guys race UTV on Friday and then immediately following Saturday, you're in the buggy. Is there a process of, like, transitioning you have to do? Um, I think so. I've only done it twice, three times with the Razor buggy and then swapping to the Bouncer, three different races. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, it's kind of like going from, like, the 900 then just jumping in a turbo. Mm-hmm. Because the way you steer, it's got the hydraulic steering. I mean, home record, once I get up to speed, I can steer it pretty easily. Mm-hmm. But with the bouncer, I can sit there and do it with my pinky and turn the wheel lock to lock with that's, like half a turn. Yeah, that's amazing. So that's that's different. Um, the huge tires and like it's just not like in home record. If you you can go eighty miles an hour and high without even like thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And the bouncer, if you're going eighty miles an hour, you're you're doing really well with really <laughs> high gears. Yeah. But the, it would be the engine would be singing yeah, if you're, you're doing down. that in a bouncer. Yeah. So you just gotta judge everything differently in the rock bouncer than in the UTV buggy. So when you say you have to judge everything differently, I mean um, obviously the the razor buggy has a complete independent suspension on all four corners. Mm-hmm. Um, the buggy has solid axles front and rear. Uh, how does it drive different? How does it feel whenever you get in there? And it, does it is it a big difference? Uh, yes, sir. The the suspension does a lot better on the bouncer, of course. But in a in a razor, they're kind of more fragile. Even if you build them with the best parts, they're still going to be uh, like limited to what the hits can take yeah. on the front and the rear compared to the bouncer, because it being straight axle right. and four link and stuff, they're just going to be stronger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have to change your driving style to a suit one or the other? I believe so. Like I would say so. I'm still getting used to the new one, mm-hmm. but when I had the uh, the old one, which was just kind of a trail buggy, mm-hmm. it was completely different. Because I got in home with her later that afternoon at Race to Reaches, and it I, I it looked like I didn't even know how to drive it after <laughs> driving the bouncer. Yeah, I'd imagine it's it's a it's a it seems to just be two completely different worlds, and you know, <laughs> two different lines you have to take, and everything's a little bit different. You have to consider. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, another thing on the buggy I see is is a coilover and a reservoir or a uh, internal bypass shock. Uh, a lot of guys in the in the SRRS are moving to this setup on their suspension, if not all of them already. Um, have you? You said you had a trail buggy. It just had coilovers, correct? Yes, sir. Just regular two inch around coilovers and four inch front and rear. How does having the you know obviously you spend a little bit more time I think tuning the suspension, but having that internal bypass on there as well. Um, is it a big difference to have both shocks working together like that? I, I really believe it is. My old bouncer, if I would have tried to hit anything at 30, 40 miles an hour, it would have just hurled up in the air and probably broke my neck. Yeah, yeah. If I'd done that. Um, the new one, when we tuned it at Jake's, I was going through creek beds probably 30, 40 in the middle of the night, and it was just gliding. Man. I couldn't feel a single hit. Um that's just medium speed through the creek beds. But I think as the more I progress into getting better at driving it and getting used to it mm-hmm. at seat time, I think it'll be really wild to be able to tell the difference between the bypasses and just having coolovers. Yeah, now you're running trailing arms in the rear, aren't you? 
Yes, sir. Do you uh, have, you know, obviously, I, I think your buggy had uh, a four-link set up with the shocks mounted to the axle, uh, your trail <laughs> rig. Um, the trailing arms, it, is, it, is it just a whole different ball game to move to that? Yes, it, it really is having a lot more up travel mm -hmm. in the rear. Um, some people think uh, too much is a bad thing, which I agree on. But And you don't want too little because that's the problem with four-link is mm -hmm. it don't give you enough up travel in the rear. Mm -hmm. um, so the trailing arms, we really didn't know anything about them before getting these tuned and getting everything set up on this buggy. Mm -hmm. But the leverage and everything once it described to us, I can't believe that people will use four-link. Yeah, in my mind. Yeah, I uh, I imagine I imagine once you go once you go back, it's uh, it's really really hard to uh, mm -hmm. want to get back in a standard four-link. Um, so you raced it this weekend. Um, how'd you do in the bouncer class? I think I got twentieth, which was not where I was hoping to be. Um, I actually we kind of timed it with my run on the live feed. I was looking at like a 20, 23 second run on the first hill. Mm -hmm. When I topped out of it, I misjudged where I was and I was going right. Mm -hmm. Instead of going straight, so I had to back up twice before I went through the timers, which cost me about 20 seconds. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, that's one thing I have about that 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 Bridgeport Park is mm -hmm. is just the the way that they do the time on the top of that hill is kind of silly. You know, you got people coming it is, out. It's, it's definitely different than normally. Some of them are straight, and the second hill was turn right. Yeah, because I actually, like I said, the videos on your your YouTube, uh, you know, you shoot straight into a tree. And uh, it's kind of one of those things last year when I watched them do this race, a lot of guys just sat at the top and, you know, thought the race was over. So, uh, you know, just one of those things, you know, if, if anybody's listening that has any call on that, just make the finish line the top of the hill. Mm -hmm. um, I agree. <laughs> so, uh, you know, with the bouncers this year, um, w w how do you feel about the season coming up for your bouncer, you know, what do you think about it? Uh, let's start there, and we'll, I have a few more questions, too. I'm, I'm really excited about what's to come. Of course, we're going to be running it this weekend at the Pro Rock Race at Dirty Turtle. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to be running it for all the SRS races and the two outlaw races that we're going to make it to. Um, so I'm really excited of getting to learn I drive it, and hopefully I'll progress on it a lot faster than I had home record mm -hmm. and get learning it and getting more seat time and hopefully by the summer or by the next few races just start getting up there in the top fives and running with everyone that's been doing it for years home record took me like i think th after three races i had the gist of driving the racer buggy of the full body mm -hmm. so i'm hoping the bouncer will kind of follow the same way yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm hoping for at least rookie of the year and SRS since this will be my first year mm -hmm. racing for them in the bouncer. Yeah, it sounds like you you know it's one of those things. Drivers are drivers, and uh, it sounds like you kind of have the have the knack for it. So um, you've got my you've got my vote for the for the rookie of the year. Um, Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so let's talk about side by side versus bouncer again. Um, which one do you like better? Um, that's what a lot of people keep asking me. They're like, like I said, it's like apples to oranges, mm -hmm. but there's nothing like hitting 800 horsepower on a hill with 43s. Yeah. There's just nothing that compares to doing that. Yeah, I would imagine so. Now, I've never had anything with 43s on it, and uh, those are some big-ass tires, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm sure having 800 horses behind it, too, has got to be just something wild. Uh, 
So you would you would say that the buggy is probably uh, the the full size bouncer. I'm sorry, is is probably the more uh, the one you like a little bit better. Yeah, I think I think it would be. There's nothing that compares to driving it over anything I've ever driven. Okay, well, cool, man. Um, that's that's pretty much all I had questions for you about the race season. Did you want to talk any more about uh, what you have going on this year, the buggies, the race, or anything like that? Because I got a few more I, things for you about trail riding and stuff. But that's pretty much it on the race stuff. I think that's all. We um, we're just planning on having a good season. I really I'm looking forward to at the end of UTVs come up with some top threes in the cup championship and the bounty championship again hopefully win the bounty championship um i want to i'm hoping they do another four wide knockout yeah and get top three in that with utvs um i've got top five i got top five the first one i done and then i got third last year during it in the full body yeah yeah absolutely man uh i would love to watch those knockout races now they're definitely a blast let me ask you this what do you think of uh the uh, knockout bouncer races on the, the the trails like at AOP and things like that. I actually um, went to that first race they done mm-hmm. uh, the knockout race down there for the bouncers, and it it looked rough on parts. But I think for two wide, that was probably a really good hill. I don't believe that four wide should be on a rocky hill like that. I think it's too much. Right. And it would be a lot of recovery, even if. Even if it went smoothly and everyone made it out the top, that's still a lot of rocks and a lot of possibilities for people to flip trying to race four wide. Because when you look over and you see someone right beside you, it makes you want to go faster. Yeah, absolutely. Even if you can't tell how fast you're going. Yeah, I mean, you know, if I see someone right next to me and, and we're just riding down the trail, you know, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> the first thing I'm going to do is just step in it and just see how fast uh-huh. I'm going. But, uh,. You know, there's actually an Ultra 4 race coming to AOP. Do you guys have any interest, and in, in, are you guys going to be there uh, and look into any of that? We're probably not. I believe we have a SRS race at Bikini Bottoms okay. that weekend. I was wanting to go because they released their schedule mm-hmm. uh, a while ago, mm-hmm. but then they scheduled that race since the AOP was so close to home. Yeah. I was looking forward to getting to see all the big cars finally coming this far east. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, no. I plan on being out there for any listeners. I'll be at the uh, at the uh, Adventure Off-Road Park Ultra 4 race. Uh, I believe that's April, I'm not 12th. sure. April I believe 12th. so. Okay, April 12th, perfect. Uh, I'm glad I got my calendar, my calendar guy here with me. Uh, but, uh, you know, just to, just to go back to it, do you guys do you guys trail ride anymore? Uh, you do a lot of racing. Uh, do you ever, do you miss trail riding? Um... Trail riding's more like it, it's a lot of good practice. Normally, when we go out trail riding, it's just hitting hills and kind of feeling what the buggy does. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of land behind our house, which I practice on and everything. But we go to over the off season. I like to go trail riding in the in Homeworker a lot. I've mm-hmm. done it probably five or six times over the off season. Yeah, and had a blast. Yeah. Uh, so that leads me to my next question. Um, where is your favorite place to go riding, hands down? I would say for just trail riding is Windrock because the way it's set up and just how how many trails and different varieties they have. Yeah, absolutely. So a um, little background on me. Um, I have a crew that we go out to Windrock probably two or three uh, times a year, and we'll ride about um, you know six or seven hours in one direction, and then we'll turn around and ride it back. And uh, we've rode 
Brimstone, Royal Blue, uh, Windrock, all of it. And, and I would definitely agree with you. Some of the sites that you can see out there, uh, yes. just the trails that are out there, um, are amazing. Uh, ha have you ever run up on anything cool at Windrock? Um, we, we went to the prison before, and I, of course, went to the overlook and the windmills every time I go. Right. But I've heard about the train... And we've never actually got to make it out there before. Yeah, so uh, we actually, we, we saw the train uh, the first time we went out there. Um, the prison that he's referring to is the Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary, um, which is where um, the the gentleman who, or I won't say gentleman, uh, the man who uh, assassinated Martin Luther King was held, uh, because at the time it was the highest, most maximum security prison in Tennessee. And for those who have seen it, uh, it's pretty low security. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's pretty cool. Yeah, the it's amazing. The hills. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's they they built this prison in the bottom of some hills and uh, put some a uh, huge fence around it. But uh, now they've actually left a lot of the original buildings. The original jail cells are there, and mm -hmm. they've turned it into a distillery. Mm -hmm. So that's always cool. But um, the trains are really neat. Um, if you ever get a chance to make it over to the Brimstone uh, side of things, uh, um, I. Didn't ride from Windrock to Brimstone, but mm -hmm. I have, uh, I think back in 2015, mm -hmm. ride, uh, with Camp Racer. Yeah. We went up to Brimstone and rode a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen the Eternal Flame? No, sir. I did. We didn't get to ride much. It was mainly nighttime we rode because of Camp Racer doing all their events during the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's always a good thing to see for those listening to Eternal Flame. Google it. It's a crack in the earth, and it's just got... Um, fire coming out of it so that's pretty cool that sounds cool yeah man it, it's amazing because we had actually been looking for it all day long it had been raining uh, I was actually in my razor buggy and I'd been in it for this point about six hours and uh, you know razor buggies my uh, let, me, let me start here my suspension wasn't tuned I was running on a factory 1000 and uh, my razor buggy was uh, it was it was not awesome to be in for a really long time so uh, we actually forded a little river and uh, stumbled upon the eternal flame and it's pretty amazing uh, I know I don't know if you're supposed to put it out but we'll just <laughs> air quotes uh, it went out and we uh, it, it lights right back up immediately after so uh, that's it, cool yeah it was really amazing just to see that it just goes all the time but uh, so you said Winrock as your favorite place to ride um, where you know if you're racing where's your least favorite place to go ride if they say hey we're having a race here uh, where do you go that you're just like, man, I don't want to come back here? Um, it's really bad to say this, because I like all parks. Mm -hmm. All parks are good. They all have their different, like, they're all different. Mm -hmm. But for hill climbing, my worst luck is Dirty Turtle. I have horrible luck with the hill besides Bobby, beside Bobby's hill. <laughs> I, I have horrible luck with it. I can't I can't do it. And and for those who, who missed it earlier, uh, where's your race this weekend, Stephen? Dirty Turtle. Dirty Turtle. So uh, how do you feel about it? Uh, how do you feel about it going into it this weekend? Because you're actually going to race in. Uh, on, is it? Are you guys racing Friday or Saturday? Um, Saturday. Tomorrow night they're going to do qualifying for survival. Okay. Okay. So how do you feel going into it? You feel like you got the upper hand this year? Um, I, I'm hoping so. I've uh, upgraded a few things that normally break right there whenever I get to the bottom of the hill, uh -huh. the same hill we always run. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm hoping that, and it's actually calling for dry weather. And this will be the second time 
out of three years, I've been to Dirty Turtle and it's been dry. Yeah, no joke. Every time, it, every time anyone goes there, I feel like it's just a sloppy mess. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that's awesome, man. Uh, <laughs> I know I've, I've actually spoken to five or six drivers now, and uh, everyone will be out there, and uh, I, I'm, I'm excited to see how the results are going to end up. But mm-hmm. um, so. you know, let me ask you this: Have you ever been out west to go ride? Um, no, I, we, we were planning on making it out to King of Hammers this mm-hmm. year for the shootout, yeah. but the bouncer didn't get back from powder in time. Yeah, yeah, that would, uh, that makes sense, and, you know, I think it'd be pretty awesome if you went out there in your, uh, in your side-by-side, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we didn't, uh, we heard they were planning on running back door, uh-huh. so we didn't think that a razor would climb back door without, like, just destroying it or thrashing on yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. So... And then they ended up running that other hill, the waterfall hill. Yeah. So. Well, I'll tell you, that waterfall hill still, uh, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it looked rough. It looked really They never really look rough. like they do on video either, so it probably was pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I think there was one angle where they were just standing at the bottom of the hill, and, the, and the, mm-hmm. that first waterfall is just terrible. Like, the first rock is just huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so, who... I always like this part. Uh, who's your favorite bouncer driver, other than yourself? Um, favorite, I would say probably Bubba Bacon or Tim Cameron. Okay, so so uh, I always get Tim. Uh, why why Bubba? Um, when I was a kid and stuff, like little, probably about five or six. Mm-hmm. Um, up here on this land beside my house, the Bacons and Randall Key and everyone used to come up and ride in their old trail bouncers. Yeah. And um, they probably don't remember it, but they would ride around and climb all these hills in the old bouncers. And it was amazing to see what they could do in the old ones with just coolovers and propane and all of the old stuff. And Bubba's been in Cleveland, Tennessee, is really like, 25 minutes from my house mm-hmm. so he east tennessee and everything yeah yeah that's awesome man do you have a favorite uh side-by-side driver obviously tim's a side-by-side driver too but anyone else um uh, i like i have a lot of friends that do it mm-hmm. i like a lot of their buggies so it's really hard to pick on side by side because i've been doing it for so long right right um yeah, it's just one of my favorite buggies that, that's ever been built has uh, Jay Shaw's old blue buggy that Pruitt built. That yeah. was my favorite Razor buggy. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's really cool. I'm actually planning on having uh, or reaching out to Jay here pretty soon mm-hmm. uh, to get him on the show. But uh, let me think. You know, last question, and I always do it just to just to see if there's ever any competition. <clears throat> Is there any one person out there that you want to beat this season? Uh, Will Stewart. You want to beat Will Stewart. What makes you say that? Um, me and him kind of have a feud going on with each other, just uh-huh. friendly competition. Uh-huh. And it's just a go. Um, actually, in Texas, we were talking we were talking smack about each other before the race uh-huh. on the UTVs. And I actually talked him into racing his RS1 yeah. in UTVs that day, and he did. And I beat him in UTVs, and then he beat me in Bouncer on Saturday, so... Yeah, I uh, just, I, <laughs> I actually got my cage from Will, and he's a super dude, and he uh, oh, yes, he uh, he's a really good guy. But uh, I'll definitely tell you, in the sure. bouncer league, you got your work cut out for you on that one. I know I'm gonna have to put it in the overtime to get the postal down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> uh, do you have any uh, sponsors or anything like that you want to give a shout out to while you're out here? Um, 
Yes, sir. Jimmy Smith, they uh, help us with all our chassis. They do them in a really quick time. ORB fabrication for the Razor. Um, I, I rarely ever have suspension problems, but when I do, they get it to me. I ship it out, and then like two days later, the new part's at my doorstep. No questions asked on their warranty. That's Turner amazing. Cycles with the axles for UTV. They, um, they came aboard with us this year. I've only broken two, I think. And they're really, they're really strong stuff. They do really good. They don't ever pull out of anything. Um, Busted Knuckle Off-Road sponsored this year, sponsored us this year for the Rock Bouncer. Yeah. Uh, Jake, pretty much every part on the bouncer is Jake's. That's so, awesome. Um, that is, that's a really nice hookup. Yes, sir. And he tuned the suspension on it, which um, he did a really good job for the time we had. I think uh, we started about 9 a.m., that Saturday, and we didn't stop till 2 a.m. that Sunday. Woo, man. He stayed up all night tuning with us. Man. And now, when, when you say tuning, he just breaks those shocks down. Is he changing springs, or is he revalving the internals? Um, he's just revalving the internals. He does the coolovers and the triple bypass. We pull them off, and then he does the adjusters mm-hmm. on the outside. Once he gets the inside, the internals the way he likes them, um, he just he won't stop until he's happy with it. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Uh, anyone else? Um, DRI. DRI. Uh, I think you say Daffron Race Innovations. They tuned the motor on the bouncer. They actually had to come to Jimmy's shop in Chattanooga to um, put a base tune on the motor, the EFI system, to get it to start up to run. Ooh. And they um, squeezed us in to put us on the dyno the next day. That's awesome, man. That's absolutely awesome. Um, well, that's all I really have for you. Um is there anything else you want to talk about? Any, anything else you want to say? Um, I can't think of anything, sir. Okay. Well, I think cool, we've man. covered it all. We've yeah. covered. So uh, where, where can people find you? Uh, on Instagram, Facebook? Uh, where, where are you at? Um, Facebook, it's, uh, we have a page called Rogers Racing. Or myself, I normally, if you have something to do with off-road, I normally accept the friend request. It's Stephen Rogers. Instagram is rogers.racing. Um, on the Facebook page and the Instagram, I try to post everything that after every race i normally do that for the sponsors and get the name out there but um on my personal facebook and my snapchat which is str.rogers i post random updates throughout the week of what we're doing what we're working on to get ready maybe some uh, sneak peeks of the buggies and tuning and work so you can find me there and we have a youtube channel this year to post the gopro footage Mm -hmm. which is rogers racing that's amazing man uh well, Stephen, it's been a pleasure to talk to you today. Um, yes, sir. Good luck this weekend at Dirty Turtle, and and I know for sure I'll be keeping an eye on you in the UTV series and the bouncers. Mm-hmm. But uh, thank you. Yeah, buddy, man, and I, uh, I hope you have a good one, and uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. You too, sir. No problem. Thank y'all.